Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. And this episode brought to you by Studio.com. Studio, your source for Bluetooth and wired earbuds. Use the code Mighty Marvel for 15% off your entire purchase. Again, Studio, S U D I O.com. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's <laughs> a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio, Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I had a great time with Heather last week. Heather Antos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, but, you know, I always love getting the, the inside story you know, on, on the stuff that I, I'm, I'm going in the shop, my local comic shop, and picking up. You know, so it, it's just cool because it becomes a little bit more real to me, you know, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I, some of these, you, fi- you think there's all this, uh, like with our interview with uh, Tom DeFalco. Mm-hmm. We thought, oh, man, what kind of planning, what kind of brainstorming went into some of these things? It was kind of like, why not? Yeah. I mean, that if you have not listened to our interview with Tom DeFalco, I, I encourage you to go back and do so. I really encourage you to go back and listen to all of our interviews yes. because our interviews have been wonderful things. Uh, they're horrible. Uh, that's, they're awful. Oh, wait. And, you uh, won't be. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. Uh, don't. No, 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 don't. Don't waste your time. Yeah. I, I, the other thing that will make you do is like if you when you go to a comic book convention, you see some of these old Marvel guys there. They love to tell the story. I I, I got to get the inside scoop from Jim Steranko himself about you know how you know uh, Nick Fury agent of Agent of Shield got to be known for those iconic psychedelic covers. Yeah, well, yeah, you know? it was all him for a lot of it. it it was. You know, the funny thing was, he said that, you know, the first time he did that, the uh, the the editors like, what is this? Nobody wants this. Go and do it over again. So he's like, okay. So then he just takes that uh, style and then sticks it in the middle of the book. Well, next thing you know, he starts getting letters and he's getting more letters and he's getting more letters. Next thing you know, he gets called in the office and he says, you know that thing that we told you not to do on the cover? And he said, yeah, we want you to do that thing on the cover. And now. 
that was pretty much exactly the way he told the story to me. Yeah. And the only reason why he even knew he was getting letters was because the his girlfriend was the secretary to one of the editors. And so she knew what letters he was getting. Yeah. Well, yeah. what was it that uh, we both ended up talking to the same person? Was it Andrew Allerman? Something the, like that? Worked with Stan Lee during the Timely comic years. Oh, yeah. So... Uh-huh. Talking about some major stories there. Yeah, that that was that was pretty cool there. So, um, well, briefly check out MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Support our affiliates, uh, Loot Crate, um, Ripped Apparel, Superhero Stuff, Fan Chest. I feel like I'm missing one. Oh, TV Store Online. Also, to on the menu bar, check out the store that takes you to our T Public store where you can get all types of goodies for Weeby Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, and Wookiee Radio. So, I come up with some Marvel themed ideas for the. I mean, I've got the one of Mighty Marvel Geeks looking like the Star Lord t shirt. Right. But I will say the Weeby Geeks one looks a little bit better. <laughs> so. I think I'm going to break down and finally get that shirt now. It, it you know, I was like, eh, but it finally grew on me. And now I was just thinking, how cool for me, would it be for me to walk around and at work in that shirt and people, where do you get that from? Well, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> in uh, that voice, exactly in that voice. Also, too, you can leave us a voicemail on our speak pipe option on the website or hit us up on email, mmg at mightymarvelgeeks.net. Also find us on Twitter at Marvel Geeks. So, um, well, let's get started with the show. I know we kind of already did, but mm-hmm. of course, as I say that, I can't find what I'm looking for. <laughs> but you know, I did mean, you look under the cushions? Because that's where everything goes to die. My, Always, my cushions don't lift anymore on my couch. Not with the new sectional we got. Ah, uh, the, so uh, anything go goes between down between the cushions. the cushions. You're just hosed. Yeah. Well, I did find what I'm looking for. Unlike you two, who's still looking, because they still haven't found what they're looking for. Um, but you know, something we haven't done in a while. Yeah. How about some okay. Marvel feud? Uh, yeah. I, I want. I want to make sure I get this right. How about some Marvel, Marvel feud? I liked our version better. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if the echo was going to translate right or not. <laughs> Be easier for me to go back and add delay to it in post, but I'm not going to. So We don't rehearse things here on the show. Can oh, you tell? If we did. Come on, dog. What are you talking about? I agree. I think he's talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> So, before we get iTunes critiques of, y'all are too juvenile. Uh, yeah. It's never too late to have a happy childhood, dog. So, eight <laughs> questions on the board. Okay. This is going to make y'all think, what Spider-Man villain would make the scariest substitute teacher? <laughs> no joke. Okay. Substitute teacher. If substitute teacher. If you don't believe me. Oh, it's uh, not that we didn't leave you. Eight answers on the board. Show us the card just so we could read it. We could read the question. We couldn't read. We couldn't see the answers. He didn't flash them to us. Nope. We're doing this completely blind here. Yep. Yes. So am I. So. So put on your glasses. I got my contacts in. Okay. I'm still flying blind. That's how we always do it here at the above ground underwater suborbital volcano lair. That's right. That's not located in Hawaii. No, it's not. No. no. So and don't think shit that at the moment. <laughs> so who would or like Tahiti. to who would like to start us off? 
Eric. That'd be I me. That was Kylan? That yeah. was me. Wow. Oh, yeah, we yeah. got it working. We're still trying to figure out why Eric's isn't working. Yeah, I don't know. We, we got mine working. So, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go for it. Uh, Venom. Number eight. Eight? Oh, okay. All right. Hey, at least it's not a strike. That's true. So, Eric, you're up. Subbing in today, the Green Goblin. Number two. Uh, Dr. Octopus. Kylan, Kylan, Kylan. Number one answer on the board. <laughs> okay, so three down. Yeah. Okay, I, I'll say top seven answers because one of these repeats. So when Kylan said Venom, it's number eight, but it's also number three. How did that and, happen? And if you actually add the two together, it would be you number a, two. Okay. How did that happen? Because someone didn't didn't proofread these before they went to print. Wow. Okay. So intern did not do a good job that day. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So three three out of seven have been answered. Okay. Uh, let's go. Let's throw a little Michael Keaton in there and go with Vulture. Mm. Okay, I'm calling shenanigans right now. That. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. Uh huh. Unless that's what number eight was supposed to be, but we can't we can't guess. Man, okay, I can't uh Mysterio. Back to Eric. How about Rhino? Number seven. Shocker. So so far we've gotten Rhino, Venom, Goblin, and Doc Ock. Three are left. Craven the Hunter? Kylan's um, on that edge. Sandman. What? Chance for steel, Eric. Oh, man. But uh, you haven't done this in a while. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done this much in a while. No, no. Uh, let's see. What's, what's a really famous villain? Famous villain. Okay, not Sandman, not Green Goblin, not uh, the Lizard. Number four. Oh, that's good. Two. So, Eric, you, you take the steal. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number six, Carnage. I almost said Carnage. And coming in at number five, Electro. Mm. How shocking. So, so, Electro beats Shocker? Yeah. Chances are the people they pulled for this don't aren't Marvel savvy. Well, you know what? It was Electro that was in the movie. Shocker uh-huh. was one in uh, Homecoming. So that I stand. That's okay. That's all right. <sighs> okay. So if we want to go for a quick one, let's do a quick one. Which Marvel superhero would make the best professor? <laughs> okay. Uh, six answers on the board. Uh, we're gonna start with Kylan. Uh, let's go with. Uh, I'll go with the obvious. Uh, Doctor Strange. Number five. We actually have a Doctor Strange at the university where I work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not making it up. Okay, Doctor Strange. And and these are superhero only, right? Correct. I'm going to say Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. See, I almost did that, too. Dude. Uh, I I got uh, let's go with, um, eh, I think he'd be a terrible teacher, but Tony Stark. Number one. Doctor Strange was number five, if I didn't say that before. Number one. Bruce Banner. Or, I'm sorry, Iron Man was number two. Bruce Banner, a.k.a. the Hulk. Number one. Oh, okay. Uh, three left. Three left. So we got Banner. Yeah. Captain America. 
Number four. Two left. Two left. Okay. Oh, that's that's this is going to be hard. I'm trying not to overthink it because obviously, obviously, one of the most obvious choices didn't make the list. Mm-mm. Um, Spider-Man. Number three. Uh, okay. One left. Black Panther. Really? He's Harvard educated. Okay, fine. Yeah. Right. Oh, Oxford educated. Uh, crap. Oh, let's see. Spider-Man. Professor Xavier. <laughs> Again. <laughs> the obvious. I'm gonna... And it's not. Uh, I'm going to go with Black Widow. <laughs> Back to you, Eric. Nick Fury. Chance to steal it, Kylan. You know what? I'm going to go out the box just because I, 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 I feel dirty even saying this right now. Thor. Number six. <laughs> really? Thor? No joke. Absolutely what, what, no joke. What would Thor teach? What would Groot. Thor teach? He, he, he get, he's fluent in Groot, and he calls Rocket Rabbit. He could he could do a lecture on things you can ride and that you can't. Uh, he could well I, I would say he could talk about electricity, but he doesn't understand the scientific aspects of it. No. So never mind. Oh, I just I just think I just have this mental image of him like say at an Asgardian community college or something like that, and he walks yes! in, pulls up a picture of a dog, shows it to say, like, Dost thou know what this is? Everybody raises their hand. No, you cannot ride them. All the hands go down. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Unless he walks in with a lockjaw. This is true. Probably could, but you really wouldn't ride lockjaw. You just stand, put your hand on him, and he teleports. Yep. That's true, too. Well, I will say, sometimes it is all fun and games here on Mighty Marvel Geeks. Until you're like Nick Fury and someone loses an eye. This is true. But I thought and that, I saw, I, his, I thought that was a great that, segue. Would you spell his name with two eyes? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was that in the was grocery bad. store today and that I saw bad. eye patches there. So if anything ever happens to me and I you know, lose an eye or lose use of an eye for a short amount of time, I'm totally rocking an eye patch. No glass eye for this guy. I'm telling you that right now. No glass eye for this guy. That ought to be our show title our <laughs> issue title I, w- I will have to write that down <laughs> <laughs> no glass eye for this guy i love it <laughs> but, but I, I, I thought we i had a great segue and we tangent so hard we have more tangents than a high school geometry class you know we this. really do we really do but if you want to segue into games we could do that and it I is have, part of our boyish charm. There you go. It is. It, it's it's roguishly handsome or handsomely roguish. I don't know, but that's us. Uh, I can say that uh, you've probably seen trailers and some gameplay footage for the new Spider-Man that's coming out in September on PlayStation 4. Uh, CNET.com posted an article earlier today, and we're, re- we're recording this on uh, May 31st, the last day of May. When we meet again, it will be June. May day. Uh, when you hear May day. All right. Beach. Sorry, wrong day. So uh, it was announced at E3, and uh, this is the game that's being made by Insomniac Games, who uh, they've uh, done uh, Sunset Overdrive, they've done Ratchet and Clank, and uh, they're doing a new remake of Spyro the Dragon. So 
it's it's actually very very beautiful to watch. I mean, I don't know. You've got you guys have seen the footage, right? Yes. Yeah, I have. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Is is the Spider Man with the white spider emblem? I almost put money down on that because uh, it's going to be coming out soon. It, I like yes, it is. This this may be ha- this may be one that I have to get because it just looks so freaking good. Now yes. uh, the suit's still uh, growing on me, and I've loved it. And it's not a symbiote either. No. Symbiote. Symbiote. Yeah. Oh. That would be a Cajun symbiote. Symbiote, I guarantee. Kai. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, the, uh, the article posts, you know, here's some of the things that you need to know. Uh, first of all, it's not part of the MCU. It's not tied into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is a totally new original story. Um, it's... It, Marvel has given Insomniac the freedom to tell an all-new story about Peter Parker's life as a hero. Uh, another thing, you won't see any origin stories. They figure by now you have seen the the story about how he gets bit by a radioactive spider, and and you hear all of those speeches about with great power comes great responsibility. Yep. Um, and, and CNET says, if you're tired of hearing about how much responsibility comes with great power, then this might be the Spider-Man game for you. Uh, he's been... At the setting of this story, he's been swinging through New York City for about eight years, and he's 23 years old, so he's an older, more experienced Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. One thing that they have focused on were the physics. Uh, Back uh, in 2004, the game for Spider-Man 2 came out. And it did a really good job of the feeling of web swinging and some of the other uh, physics in the game. And Insomniac has uh, – that's been a very big area of focus for them. It, you wouldn't think that swinging from a spider string would be that big a thing, but it is. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Game Informer asked creative director Brian – uh, Intahar, yeah, I think that's his name, uh, Intahar, that's how you pronounce it, if webs would stick to buildings. His answer said it all. Quote, they better if I want this game to sell it all. <laughs> that's a, uh, well, duh. Yeah. They should. Yeah. Uh, the game has a photo mode and a selfie mode. Well, it, you know, Peter had to be able to do that stuff because, you know, he was the only one to get stories. You know, are we just calling it? Are we just pointing out the obvious that nobody else has pointed out? Spider-Man pioneered the selfie. He totally did. I mean, I can't think of any other hero. Uh, well, I okay. mean, you did. Clark Kent didn't. Clark didn't take pictures of himself as Superman. No, 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 no he didn't. No. I mean, there it is, folks. We have the courage to say what everybody just has apparently missed over the years. Peter Parker, inventor of the selfie. You heard it right here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So basically what you can do in this, and, and it says if you could climb the tallest building in New York, you'd probably snap a selfie too. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. And uh, Spider-Man is not the only playable character in this game. What? Uh, according to a Game Informer interview, Mary Jane Watson will also be playable. Oh, I don't know what they're thinking here. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's 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 thinking outside the box. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I mean, there's a mission where you have to do something for Peter as Mary. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> keep it clean. What if she winds up with like a duplicate suit? <laughs> 
Well, there's that. Yeah, that would be pretty cool because I mean the webs the the web shooters they're they're inventions. They're not like the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. They just come out of his wrists. Right, that's true. Uh, and it wouldn't be the first time that Spider Man's abilities have been replicated by you know mechanical means. That's true. true. Just look at okay. the Avengers movies. Uh huh. Now, will we have a hot Aunt May? Yes. Uh, well, one that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dream yet. <laughs> uh, what one other thing though uh miles morales is in the game oh cool Ooh. now this this was in uh e3 2017 trailer mm-hmm. it ended by revealing miles morales now he hasn't shown up in the mcu yet uh in the comics he takes on the role of a second younger spider-man okay uh now insomniac has not revealed if he's going to be playable in the final game or if this is just an easter egg but you know wouldn't it be cool if you could do it I'd be down for that. Yeah, I think I would be too. And there's, uh, let's see, is this the final one? Almost, yes. Now, I I remember people, when we first saw the trailer for this, people were kind of dissing the new spider suit, not not really being a, a big fan of the white spider and uh, the overall look. Mm-hmm. Well, you ain't got to worry about that because uh, Insomniac has confirmed that uh, Spider-Man will have a lot of alternative costumes to change into, including, I'm not making this up, I'm reading this directly off CNET, a punk rock Spider-Man outfit complete with a denim vest and an electric guitar. They have that in the uh, Spider-Man game. Oh, what's it called? Oh, shoot. I have it right here. Hold on. It's a Spider-Man game similar to uh, the other running games, like Sub- oh, okay. Subway Surfer and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Subway Catch, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it will also have a costume based off of Tom Holland's Iron Spider suit from Infinity War. Oh, awesome. Now, that's going to be pretty awesome because, you know, I don't know about y'all, but I was so totally digging the spider suit. <laughs> And the best part about all this, you won't have to pay for them either. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, all right. Yes. Uh, Somniac says the game has no microtransactions. Hot dog. So, so they, yes. they're going old school. <laughs> they are going old school. You want to get these things in the game, you got to work for it. You got to swing for it. Probably. It, it, it's almost, it, it reminds me of like all these, uh, these hidden tokens that you find throughout the game like it like especially like in the in the lego games yeah where you've got to go to this water the board and and you've got to assemble something or or just jump on top of this or whatever yes yes Uh, so if you're if this interests you in any way if this game interests you uh it comes out in stores for playstation 4 Uh, it's an exclusive you're not going to get this on xbox you're not going to get this on nintendo switch unless they pull up bethesda and just start putting it over into every system they can do uh it'll hit stores on september 7th of this year okay wow i am looking forward to it yeah 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 well we still got more gaming news so over to kyle thanks yeah we do um okay so uh we have a new marvel card game coming out so uh, those of you who remembered uh, playing um, the uh, I forget uh, was it Overpower the Marvel Overpower game back in the early nineties I know I'm aging myself but look it up kids it was fun anyway 
Nexon, uh, a worldwide leader in online and mobile games, is uh, in collaboration with Marvel Entertainment. And they have announced Marvel Battlelines, a new strategic card battle game featuring hundreds of Marvel superheroes and supervillains. Uh, in uh, Marvel Battlelines, players collect and build the ultimate deck of superheroes and supervillains to take into battle across an expansive single-player campaign with an original story written by Marvel writer Alex Irvine and real-time turn-based competitive player versus player mode. Uh, Battlelines will be released in 2018 as a free-to-download experience on the App Store for iPhone and iPad and Google Play for Android devices. Uh, so yeah, and you know what? I'm looking, I'm looking at the some of the cards here, and they look amazing. They they look really good. Um, uh, now, um, the general manager at Nexon said. Marvel's incredible universe has reached uh, hundreds of millions of fans around the world, and it's an honor to be collaborating with their team on a truly unique game that draws on nostalgia of collecting trading cards and taps into the fun of battling with friends, said Lawrence Coe, general manager at Nexon. Uh so yeah, I mean, looks you 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 definitely have. So you're gonna have the play the the player versus player mode, but you'll also have this uh, unique uh, single player story going on as well. Um, so yeah, so anybody who needs just a little more Marvel in your life and on your phone, uh, this will be it. Well, okie dokie. Yeah, and actually, I mean, some of the cards I'm looking at, you know, you get you get the obvious ones like Cap and Iron Man, Spidey, but you you're also getting I see Jessica Jones in here. Um, uh, where are my? Uh, for some reason, the other cards aren't showing for me. That's just not right. Um, it's not right. Yeah, it's not right. No, but. So, yeah, I saw Jessica Jones. I see Green Goblin. I see Silk, uh, Star-Lord, um, Thanos, which, you know, you get Thanos. I think half your deck is going to be gone. Um, oh. <laughs> too soon? Oh. Too soon? Um, I don't know. I only caught uh, half the joke. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, this is actually – this is looking like it's going to be – it looks like it'll be a lot of fun, and it looks like it'll probably take up an awful lot of time. Just saying. Well, I remember playing, was it, War of Heroes, the last card yeah. game Marvel had. Yeah. And, man, it, it was it was okay, but, man, that was a pain in the butt at times as well. But, you know, I, I'm enjoying this. Uh, I've been playing the, the Marvel uh, Strike Force. How uh, is that? Well, if you're playing Disney Battle Heroes, it's almost the exact same game. Okay. And really? Yeah, it, which is similar to Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. <laughs> so, go figure. <laughs> well, you know, hey, we got a model. Let's just switch it out. I guarantee you people will love it. Yeah, <laughs> and people do. Yeah. So, well, I'm going to go with this because uh, I got the next story. But beforehand, um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we have a a new sponsor uh, for, the, for the next few weeks, um, and it's Studio Headphones. Uh, they make some Bluetooth 
or wired headphones. Um, I've got a couple pairs and they're awesome. I have their muffs and their earbuds and they're, they're great or muffs. I mean, over the, over the ears. Um, but they're offering you, the listener, 15% off your entire purchase by just typing in Mighty Marvel in the promo code at checkout. So remember, Mighty Marvel for your discount at checkout for 15% off your order. Uh, the website is studio, S-U-D-I-O dot com. So speaking of all of this, how about... I, I don't remember if we've touched on it, but Comcast is ready to outbid Disney for the Fox assets. Uh, we know Disney is offering uh, Fox $52.4 billion, billion dollars for for the properties. Uh, but yet Comcast, who, is, who owns NBC Universal, is looking to counterbid with $60 billion, roughly. Now, the, the part of the holdup at the moment is Comcast is still kind of waiting for the decision between AT&T and Time Warner with that deal. And if that doesn't go through, then <laughs> Comcast can't do it. Yeah. My understanding, I mean, if this if that if that deal, the AT&T Time Warner deal, if, uh, if that gets struck down, uh, Comcast is just SOL. Correct. All right. Here's where it gets even more entertaining. If it does happen and Fox does go with Comcast, who they didn't do originally, Fox would have to pay a breakup fee of $1.52 billion if they decide to pull out of the pact. And that's for any any reason not related to regulatory body blocking the track, to a regulatory body blocking the transaction. Now, but as the story continues, as of right now, things don't look good for the legions of fans hoping to see the X-Men and Fantastic Four come back to Marvel Studios. Now, You know, at this point, Marvel doesn't need them. No. No. Um, So now I'm looking at another story that talked about this. Uh, I could have sworn... I. And the story's pretty much saying the same thing. I could have sworn I did see a story that said, oh, it doesn't matter because if the Fox deal with Disney bows out and they sell to Comcast, that supposedly part of the terms of the agreement is Fox could not sell to another studio. The Or if Fox was to sell to another studio, the rights comes back to Marvel. Mm. So they can't just go and sell the rights away to someone else. They would resort, revert back back to Marvel. But I can't find anything to back me up on this. You know, it, mm. I could swear that I saw the same thing, but I'm not sure if it was an opinion or an actual news story. And honestly, again, I'm not sure that it's I don't want to say it's not that important because of course it is important. Right. Especially if Disney is is wanting to put, you know, umpteen billion dollars into it. Clearly, it is important. Right. Now, this is also the same Comcast who tried to buy Disney (laughs) in the not-too-distant past. Yeah. Right. I I don't know how much stock I would put into the the Comcast statements. I mean, I don't I won't I don't want to say that this is all bluster, saber rattling kind of stuff. But again, I'm not sure how much I, I would take that. I'm not sure if I would take that with a grain of salt or if I would take this as uh, oh crap, we're at DEFCON one kind of thing. Right. 
I think we all just need to like rest our sphincters and say, let's just wait and see how the AT&T Warner Brothers deal goes down. Which I ha- I haven't seen an update on that either. I, I hadn't either. I mean, if it, if we had heard anything, if there had been any decision reached, I think we'd have heard about it. Yeah. So I think that's big enough news. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, granted, I've been on vacation this week. I've not exactly been plugged in, but I, I would think that we have heard. Yeah. So let's let's keep calm. Wait for that decision to to then decide whether or not we need to worry about this. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I'd be honest with you, like. I've been I've been seriously thinking about this when uh, ever since we first talked about it on the show, and I pay attention to the business news and that sort of thing. I, I, I don't know, I, and I, you know, I'm I'm not a mogul. I, I'm not in there, you know, with the board as they talk this out. But it doesn't make sense to me. Well, you know, it, it it just really doesn't make sense. From story from two two days ago, AT and T. Well, two days at the time of recording from May 29th. AT and T Time Warner merger will be blocked, says antitrust experts. Hmm. Um, according to Hovenkamp, uh, who is Herbert Hovenkamp, who is a uh, what do they call him, Dean of American Antitrust Law. Right. Uh, to me, is a close call, but I think the government has met its burden. Well. So, uh, and this has been going for two years. Yeah. 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 So, yep. We'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. There's no, I don't want to say there's no point in speculating because if, if speculation is a bad thing, there would be so many fewer podcasts on iTunes right about now. Exactly. I mean, it's good radio. It's good podcast, but we could sit here and do what ifs until the wee hours of the morning. And I don't think it would make any difference. Yeah, this is true. No, 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 I won't. You know what I'd much rather speculate on? What's that? Please tell. I would much rather speculate on a tweet that WWE star Titus O'Neil came out with uh, back on the 17th. Oh, this guy's great. The the guy is stacked. We'll just put it there. There's just no denying that. He's been one of my – I'll let you spill who it is because if I say anymore, it's going to – Okay, his tweet – from the 17th says it's got a picture of him with his shirt off and, and making some kind of big ah! post. Yep. And the tweet reads 284 pounds. Now, six weeks from today, I'll be ready for a lifelong goal to be reached. And I'm excited about the process to go down to a leaner 41 year old, 270 pound Marvel character has nothing to do with WWE, but everything to do with being a blessed man. Dave Bautista, I'll see you soon. <laughs> now, what's he talking about? And this this uh, article comes to us off of mcuexchange.com, and uh, they're speculating that he's talking about a character that's going to be in Captain Marvel. That's what it sounds like. Because, you know, at this point in the game on the Avengers, because Avengers 4 is doing reshoots. I mean, Avengers 4, they're already working on it, and you'd pretty much have to bring in him as a completely new character at this point, which is something you don't normally do when you reach the reshoots phase. I mean, there's just too many plates to twirl in order to do that. Yeah. So uh, they say he'll probably be playing either a scroll or Cree in Captain Marvel, which makes sense. I mean, she's going to be doing like Cree scroll war stuff, or she'll be doing Cree stuff. I don't know if they can do the scrolls yet. Right. Because that's kind of Fantastic Four territory there. Yeah. 
Um, I would like to see him as a Nova Corps. Yeah. Although now there's actually they the the MCU Exchange article says here's hoping that Marvel Studios surprises us by making him a Star Jammer who ends up running into Drax down the road. Oh, that oh, would be cool. Oh, oh, oh there's just a problem with that. Star Jammers are under X Men umbrella. That's right, because Scott's dad was a Star Jammer. Yes, Cyclops's dad is one of the Star Jammers. Now, when I first saw that, I thought, well, who could he be? Now, you could do him as Chod, which is basically like the the giant amphibian looking cult guy or you could have him as Raza the Destroyer that's Drax the Destroyer just playing Raza mm-hmm. he is like a cyborg warrior who who says who says in his own words I am now too difficult to kill so he's kind of like a Klingon on steroids kind of thing <laughs> but I I don't see that yeah now I, I'm asking you guys who could he be in Captain Marvel you know what I'm gonna throw it out there this might just be crazy I don't know, but if it's what I think you're thinking, drop it. Nova. Uh, no, no, I don't see him as Nova. He's too bulky to fit what I would love to see him in the Nova Corps. Right. Uh, I think he would make a great Nova Corps officer. Maybe. Well, no, there were some bigger, bulkier Novas mm-hmm. like the yeah. Nova Prime, the, the, the super powered Nova Prime. Yeah. Um, but here's the thought, guys. Here's a thought, and this is nothing but pure, wild butt speculation. All right. What if he were Captain Marvel? I was going to say, what about the original? The no. original Captain. I don't Captain oh, Marvel. Wait. No, I was thinking. He says. No, I was. I was thinking more of of Connor, who was a scroll sleeper agent at one time. I don't know, but he said it's a lifelong dream. When well, I think when somebody says lifelong dream, that means that they they get to play a superhero. Yeah. I don't know. I think Tom Hiddleston would have considered that a lifelong dream. Well, but I mean, but the thing is, Loki is cool though. Yes. He's twisted, but he's cool. You know, and you know, ladies love Loki, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, I mean, Marvel, Captain Marvel. Now, th- we we talk about the original Marvel mm-hmm. as you know the 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 first character really to die of of cancer in the right? comics. That's true. Now, um, here's another thought. There was another Captain Marvel that was he was the son of Marvel. His name was Genisvel. Yeah. He was built kind of like Titus O'Neil. Yeah. And he was also known as Legacy, Captain Marvel and Photon. Yep. Photon. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And really I he's uh he's been portrayed as a superhero turned villain, so he could easily be um uh, he could easily be a character in this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But if they were talking potential scroll or or Cree, like I said, uh, Conor would be almost a good choice as well, since he's you know a shape shifting scroll who has right. who has bonded uh, with the DNA of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Now, there's also a character called Sentry. That was a Cree. Uh, Sentry, yeah. Um, not not the one that has the yellow outfit. This, okay. this was the earlier one. All right. But, yeah, I mean, you could do that. You could yeah. get away with that. There are actually several characters he could be. Oh, yeah. Um, Connor and, and Janice Vell, they, yeah, I, I think they could do it. I, I would love to see him. Just he fits the look of Janice Vale. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. Because he's got that big, impressive build. He's got, like, the dark blue skin and the white hair. Yep. And, yeah, 
could definitely pull that off. I, I agree. Oh yeah, it, it, it'll be curious to see where they go, but glad glad to see it is going somewhat that direction. And I think he would be perfect for the role mm-hmm. for whatever role well, they put him in. Well, you know, I just I think back to a couple of uh, issues ago when we we were doing this story about Captain Marvel and uh, the the uh, I guess the uh, producers behind it said that this is nothing like you've ever seen that you thought you you thought that infinity war was a game changer you just wait until captain marvel and i you know that i've tried to not let it get my hopes up but the thing is marvel has not disappointed if anything there's been a few times where it undersold so i don't know i i'm curious to see where they're going to take this yeah 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 well, speaking of taking away or bouncing around timelines. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our our favorite um, time and dimension traveling dog, uh, Lockjaw, uh, in his new series um, is, uh, well, he's, he's uh, it turns out that Lockjaw is uh, in his new series. He's actually one of a litter of five dogs, um, and so uh, he's looking for his other siblings. Now, so in so Lockjaw um, uh, looks like I guess the uh, his uh, he finds out that one of his siblings is uh, in the custody of a, a nihilist in the negative zone. Uh, so with Lockjaw with his sister Dockjaw who's a scientist, and D-Man, um, and uh, Sleepwalker and his dog, Dogwalker, uh, are able to, um, they're traveling with them, and they're uh, trying to, they can help Lockjaw uh, remember the way back to the negative zone where he and D-Man are going to mount a rescue for his sibling. Well, that being said, one of the uh, many realms that Lockjaw happens to pop into and immediately pops back out of is the DC universe. Uh, yeah, and, and, and it's pretty awesome. Um, he just happens to pop into a universe and there's, you see the boots, uh, red boots um, uh, with a cape around it and you see um, a pair of red boots with white trim and a gold lasso and one person says uh, pardon us friends and the other one says this is private property so lockjaw obviously uh bounces right back out of that universe uh he didn't stay long at all um and the universe is actually listed as redacted uh, we see him go into the Ultimate Universe and into Duck World before he ends up in this redacted universe. But we all know that it's the universe of our distinguished competition. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, no, it's hilarious. Now, uh, on a slightly related note, um, it seems that DC took some inspiration from Marvel. Uh, I I did pick up uh, for the sake of um, nostalgia. Uh, one of their Hanna Barbera, Hanna Barbera DC crossovers. This one was Black Lightning and Hong Kong Fui. I'm looking at the cover, and it seems really familiar to me. And I look, and I realize because it's inspired by the cover of 
Power Man and Iron Fist number 50. I, and I, I, I will ask everybody that's in earshot of this, when you get the chance, search images and look for Power Man and Iron Fist number 50. And then go look at Black Lightning and Hong Kong Fooey number one. Yeah, I sat there and I looked at it. I'm like, why does this look so familiar to me? And then I said, change the background, change the costumes, and oh my god! So yes. yeah, I mean, it it is. I won't say it's a ripoff, but it is very heavily inspired. Hey, and I, I mean, love, it. yeah, it's. I mean, complete with. If you look at the bottom of it, uh, you see there's like a scene where Black Lightning and Hong Kong Fui are fighting. And if you even go back and look at the Power Man and Iron Fist. Pretty much the same thing in the bottom right corner. So, yeah. And, and if you'll notice, along that same line, you've got Aquaman and Jabberjaw. Yeah, you know, that looked familiar it, to me. And I was trying to figure out what that was. I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think what it's inspired by. It may not be inspired to anything, but it does look very familiar. You know what? I'm going to look at that. That's Aquaman and, J- and Jabberjaw. Yes. But actually, you know, the whole thing of uh, DC making cameo appearances in uh, in Marvel Comics, it is nothing new. It's been done before. Right. And uh, the one that sticks out in my mind is uh, from an Excalibur issue back in 1989. If you remember the big Inferno crossover that basically you know had demons invading New York. Yes. Okay. Uh, the, the Excalibur, the group, found themselves in New York during Inferno. And this is like a the follow-up issue where everybody's like, everybody's gone their second, uh, separate ways. Uh, Nightcrawler's gone to retrieve the X-Men Blackbird because at this point in time, the X-Men are considered to be dead. Right. And uh, let's see, Shadowcat has gone back to the X-Mansion to, uh, to, to pick up something. And Megan has pretty much disappeared. And so uh, Captain Britain has gone off to look for her. Well, unfortunately, his uniform was trashed. So he has this, this jogging suit. And so he takes off from the, from the hotel room balcony and just starts flying around looking for her. Mm-hmm. And so there is a panel where he takes off, he's flying off, and then you cut to a crowd scene where you see uh, word balloons going, look, up in the sky, it's a Boyd, it's a plane, it's a guy, and holy cow, what a guy. <laughs> and then you see, you see a man and a woman, uh, the, the man is is kind of, you know, he's he's beefy, he, he looks beefy, even though he's wearing a suit and tie, he's wearing glasses, and he looks up and he says, isn't New York fantastic, Lois? Why, it's almost as though you can't turn around without bumping into some hero or other. And then it focuses in on the man and the woman. And uh, it's pretty obvious who these people are. Yeah. Because the woman, Lois, just looks at the at the guy and says, Clark, be real. If you've seen one hyperthyroid, egomaniacal exhibitionist in skin tights, you've seen them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well... Uh, <laughs> that, that is just one of the, that is one of the images that has stayed with me for what almost 30 years now it's just i just think it's it's hilarious it's like a nice little parting shot that's not it, it's 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 a good natured ribbing it's not really a a shot shot right right well it is that time of the show where we do our picks of the week, and since Kylan has the MU pick this week, he goes first. <laughs> okay, sweet. Uh, let me pull that up. And actually, I came prepared, y'all. Look out. Okay. Uh, so my first pick of the week. Oh, come down, will you? Thank you. 
All right, so my first pick of the week is Captain America, number seven zero uh, seven zero three, and <clears throat> excuse me. All right, and uh, this brought to you by Mark Wade, Leonardo Romero, and Michael Cho. Promised Land Part 3. Jack Rogers is a wanted man on a desperate search for a cure to his son's fatal disease. And once it's found, a legend will be reborn. Okay. Uh, Eric, why don't you go next? Okay. Uh, my first pick is a number one. It is Doctor Strange number one. Yes, I said Doctor Strange number one by Mark Wade and Jesus Saiz. Uh, new spells, allies, and enemies in this new series from Mark Wade and Jesus Saiz. I hope I am pronouncing that last name right. Saiz? I hope so. I think so. Anyway. Sorcerer Supreme of the Galaxy. This is what got my attention. The Eye of Agamotto is closed. Dr. Stephen Strange has lost his connection to the Earth's arcane power, and he can't wait to recover while nightmares press against the seams of our reality. Tony Stark offers a 21st century solution. When astral travel fails, try astronautical travel. Enter Dr. Strange, Space Explorer Supreme. New spells, allies, and enemies, new and old, await strange beyond the stars, along with corners and secrets of the Marvel Universe seen here for the very first time. Space is endless, but time is short. After years of threats, Stephen's bill for magic use is coming due. Who will come to collect? Ooh. Mm -mm. Well, my first pick of the week is Captain America number 703. Uh, it's by Mark Wade, Leonardo Romero, and cover artist Michael Cho, former Mighty Marvel Geeks guest. Yep. Yeah. Um, Promised Land Part 3. Jack Rogers is a wanted man on a desperate search for a cure to his son's fatal disease. And once it's found, a legend will be reborn. So back to Kylan for second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is uh, Tales of Suspense, Hawkeye and Winter Soldier trade paperback. A glorious title from classic Marvel history returns. For a suitably suspenseful, t suspenseful tale springing from the pages of Secret Empire, the Black Widow is dead. But someone is out there killing her old enemies one by one. With a broken heart and a b bloody trail to follow, Clint Barton, the Avenger known as Hawkeye, is looking for answers. And the only person alive who may have them is another of Natasha Romanoff's ex-boyfriends, Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. Can Clint and Bucky trust each other long enough to honor the Black Widow's legacy and unravel the web memories Natasha left behind? Or are they close or or as they close in on the new Red Room, will they discover far more than they bargained for? This is collecting tales of suspense, uh, one hundred through one hundred four. Okay. Well, Eric, your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is Infinity Countdown number four of five, written oh well by Jerry Duggan, Aaron Cooter, Nick Bradshaw. Uh, Ultron has long wished to take over all there is and replace it with only Ultron. But now armed with an Infinity Stone, he has never been closer to his goal. With the Guardians falling apart, who can step forward to stop the singularity from overwhelming everything? Okay. Now, wait, what was this, this book? Infinity Countdown okay. number four or five. Sorry. 
Well, following your footsteps, I went with Old Man Hawkeye number four. And it's number four of 12. And it just happens to be the second printing of the book that's coming out, which I didn't catch initially, but it's okay. It sold so well that it got a second printing. Uh, there you go. Ethan Sachs and Mark, he said it online or on air. Kaketo, right? Kaketo, I believe he said. Uh, an eye for an eye, part four. Hawkeye sets the sights on Abe Jenkins, formerly known as the Beetle. But as Hawkeye's sight deteriorates and his reemergence gains attention, how long will he be able to shake the two tails he's picked across the one picked up across the wastelands? The adventure heats up with a throwdown between two former Thunderbolts and a surprise ambush you won't see coming. Oh. <coughs> So, Kylan, we're back to you for final pick of the week. My final pick of the week is Black Rise of Black Panther number six uh, by Evan Narcisse, Javier Pina, and Brian Stelfreeze. The Rise of Killmonger, Secret Origin of, Black pa- of the Black Panther Part 6. Loyalty, patriotism, sacrifice. Bound by love of his country, Killmonger moves to make the world fear the newly revealed nation of Wakanda. T'Challa faces the darkest moment of his darkest moment yet of his young kinghood, and in the aftermath, the Black Panther must decide his role in a world full of heroes. Okay, so Eric, your final pick of the week. My final pick of the week, and uh, I actually saw a trailer for this for this movie when we were watching Solo today, and I cannot wait for this movie to come out. Marvel's Ant Man and Wasp trailer, a paperback. Before Scott Lang and Hope Him take flight in Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp, see how the heroes teamed up for the first time. Scott Lang has made some mistakes, but his skills as a thief make him indispensable when Hank Pym needs someone to operate the Ant-Man suit in a daring heist to prevent Darren Cross from using the Pym particle technology for his own nefarious plans. But can Hank's daughter Hope claim the wings of the Wasp? Plus, revisit the comic book origin of Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne. See Hank Jang and Scott team up with the Avengers to take on the deadly Taskmaster. And will Scott return to his former life of crime? Now, this is collecting Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp Prelude, number one and two, Avengers, uh, 195 and 196, Avengers Origins, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Astonishing Ant-Man, number one. Well, my... Consider this a homer for this movie. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, my final pick is Star Wars number 49. Uh, by Carrion Gillian, Salvador LaRocca, and David Marquez. Uh, the rebellion of Mon Cala takes flight. With the Empire on its back foot, the Rebel Alliance is poised to raise up in defiance. Could their ultimate victory be at hand? So, Kylan, why don't you hit us up with your unlimited pick for the week? My unlimited pick uh, for the week is Daredevil number one uh, from 1964. Uh so the uh, the creators are well. The artist was Christy Shield, uh, and the uh, another artist was Matt Ryan, and the writer was Joe Kelly. It's Gene Colan, because we we want to make sure the posters get their love too. Now, 
So a story from Matt Murdock's past. Battling Jack worries about his blind son as he moves Matt into college. But Jack doesn't need to worry. Matt proves he can hold his own and then some. Plus, Matt and Foggy take on pre-law. So, yeah, I, you know, I was kind of flipping through and I saw this. I don't remember seeing this available in uh, Marvel Unlimited. So, yeah, and I've never read, I, I mean, I'm familiar with the origin, but I never read early, early Daredevil stuff. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to go through this. Cool. Well, that's going to wrap up, wrap it up for this week as I get all tongue tied. Mm-hmm. Uh, any final thoughts before we go? Mm, I can't think of anything. Nothing repeatable. Well, how about uh, briefly, Disney killed a potential awesome Easter egg that could have come out of uh, Avengers Affinity War. And that was if you had called the phone number on the burner phone Stark was holding. Mm-hmm. It would have directed you towards a voicemail from Steve Rogers. But, oh. But Disney Legal shot it down. Why? They don't That say. is something we probably never know. Yeah. I mean, you can actually call the, uh, what was it, the Equalizer's phone number and leave a message on his voicemail. Yeah. Yeah, you could call, also call the phone number that was... Uh, shown in fallout 4 too you can you could and you would get a voicemail oh well i I don't know if that still works or not but i mean yeah i mean that's a i won't say that's a common gimmick i don't know that i could even call that this an easter egg or not right i i remember when um the second batman movie uh was it the dark knight the, yeah. vi- the viral campaign they did with that, with Harvey Dent for mayor and different things. And if if you got on at a certain time, you could get actual Harvey Dent um, swag, campaign swag. And there were phone numbers you could call. It's all part of this game from the Jokers, like WhySoSerious.com, stuff like that. It, it was pretty intense. And, and they were going to the point of dropping stuff off in different cities, like bowling balls. <laughs> <laughs> that have been painted with Joker stuff. It, mm. it it was it was intriguing. So well, yeah. Um. Well, I don't have anything else. So uh, again, I'll go back to f- one more time. Final thoughts? No, no, nope. nothing. Then uh, Jarvis, if you would please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark. I would hope the the rumors of X-Men and Fantastic Four licenses do go back to Disney. If uh, if it if it goes to Comcast. I, I, that would be the rest. The Marvel That'd stuff going epic. back to Disney. Yes. Or rather going back to Marvel so Marvel Studios can do it. And do exactly. it right. And then we start really, seeing... I, I think we can agree Deadpool was really the only thing they got right right. Yeah. Exactly. Logan was about it as well. Because they took a page from Deadpool. <laughs> 